Hello and welcome to a Cavell podcast. I'm here with 2600 Hertz. It is a lovely March day. The sun is shining and we are still in home offices, but in good spirits. Um, my name is Fimo Begley. I'm one of the analysts at the Cavell Group um, and excited to be here talking to you all today. Um, I'm here with Patrick from 2600 Hertz. Maybe you want to introduce yourself to our listeners, Patrick. Finmar, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, my name is Patrick Sullivan. I am the co-founder at 2600 Hertz, and we focus on large-scale uh, UC deployments um, around the world. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the UC market is one of those that is booming um, in the um, current lockdown era as people still need to talk to each other. and They're doing so even more uh, remotely than they have ever been doing before. I mean, what are your thoughts on on that market? I mean, we're three months into 2021. Uh, lockdowns all over the world are still going on. Um, you know, is it is it a good time for the UC market? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question. So, uh, from our point of view, um, when COVID first, you know, really started to not just happen, but you know, increase in size, and when people started to understand that it wasn't business as usual. Um, our initial worries, like everybody else, was, you know, where's the market going to go? How's it going to affect hmm. businesses? How's it going to affect the people? Um, and what we've learned over the year uh, is that, you know, COVID has really, you know, defined the way people work remotely um, hmm. and has kind of made people adjust pretty quickly. And what we've learned, especially in the UC market, is that people have to be able to work anywhere around the world. Um, there's no such thing as a traditional office right now. Uh, and a lot of people have to be, you know, in the office or out of the office. Um, but really the key is, is being able to be connected anywhere they're at. And what we're seeing is that the UC growth has been pretty dramatic in the United States and then extremely dramatic in Europe. Um, and I think a lot of that is around the idea that, um, you know, people traditionally had, you know, more servers in their, their offices um, and had to be connected to their office. And now that mm. you're working remotely, you have to have, you know, connectivity just about anywhere you go. And, you know, communications really is the key uh, with a distributed team. Yeah, and I think that's a very, very good point is that idea that now it's shifted away from this centralized office-based environment where a lot of communications was face-to-face into this distributed one where, you know, we're looking at unified communications and cloud communications as that essential model for us for even just allowing businesses to function. And I mean, what do you think, you know, looking back at the past year, obviously, you know, you said there was a great shift in companies to adjust. But what do you think the lessons that, you know, you yourself as a company have learned or maybe lessons that your customers have learned that you think are really important? Yeah, that's a great question. So our customers are really service providers and resellers, uh, people who like to white label our solution and then go to market. Um, and one of the, the key differentiations in our service is that everything is an API, and which means that, you know, you get the, the services out of the box, but it also gives you mm. the capabilities to customize it however you're looking for. Um, and I think one of the things that we've been learning is that service providers and resellers now more than ever um, need to be able to kind of customize their solution for their end users based on what they're looking mm. for. And some examples are, uh, you know, if, if you're dealing with customers that are in the medical industry, um, 
having a more of a video first applications um, is extremely important uh, just because, you know, a lot of people aren't fair, are comfortable going to the doctor um, for, you know, non-emergencies. And so, you know, video first is a pretty big deal um, when you're, you're dealing with remote workers who, you know, want to see their doctor, but they don't actually want to go in for fear of, you know, catching COVID if, if they just have a, a sore throat or a runny nose. Um, and that's just one example. There's a ton of other examples that our resellers and service providers have been able to utilize um, using that kind of customizations where they can really make sure that the workflow for their end users uh, is more defined around what they need uh, versus traditionally, you know, if you go back five years ago, it was just like a one size fits all mentality. Um, and I think that mentality is kind of changing where people really want to, you know, make it better for their customer by being able to customize, you know, the actual end customer's workflow. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting point. I mean, one of the things that, Cavell has seen through its research in this space over the past year is just, you know, people's comments are, if you ask them, what are the most important part of the solution? They're talking about, can I manage it easily from a central port, like portal? Can I, are there APIs that tie into my existing systems that let me make it do what I want it to do? You know, people are very much looking for that tool that molds itself to meet their business rather than create, like finding a tool that does a good enough job but doesn't really do what they need it to do. So that interesting take on video for the medical space, I think, is really, really sort of hits that nail on the head. Um, I think that that's, I mean, maybe you maybe you agree with this. And that's potentially one of the ways that you know service providers and people providing UC are going to differentiate themselves in the future is that vertical focus that lets them stand out from the crowd. Oh, absolutely. And we are actually starting to get even some very extremely large enterprises are coming to us saying, hey, you know, uh, traditionally we used you guys for voice, uh, but now we actually need you guys for WebRTC. Um, we need you guys for a way to we can integrate, you know, WebRTC video and voice into our website um, just to start communicating with our customers even better. Um, and these are, you know, I think that's kind of where the technologies are going, um, where if you go back you know, 20 years, you have kind of like the, the old school, uh, hey, we set up a ring group for 10, you know, 20 people and now we're done. Now it's more of, yep. hey, we want the ring group to be there. Plus, we want to make sure that people can video conference in. Um, plus, we want to make sure that, you know, we can uh, detect when someone's talking and we can actually transcribe what they're saying um, because we need to send records mm. to, you know, the medical provider. Um, and so it's kind of cool where there's like a fundamental shift that telecom is not just over voice. It's all the different, you know, mm -hmm. capabilities, which is voice, video, texting, SMS, chat. Um, and we're in a world where, you know, if a provider just provides one or the other, um, I think they're going to be really struggling in the long run. I think a lot of providers need to have a, a, you know, fully functional solution and have a turnkey where, it, you mentioned it earlier, which is easy to provision, get up and running, and then add more features and functionality to your customer based on what their business needs are. And I think what you said there is quite interesting in terms of like this broad tapestry of solutions that companies are now being expected to provide. Because one of the things that I think one of the learnings that's come out from my discussions with companies over the past year or so is that 
one of the reasons and you know one of the things that's happening is that companies are learning a lot more about how their employees want to communicate with them and how they want to talk to each other so before maybe it was well you were only working from home one day a week so it didn't really matter if you wanted to call call with video switched on if you wanted to text all the time or like how your personality meshed with those different products Whereas now, especially, as you say, if you're running a big company, suddenly it's not just what is my what are my people willing to put up with for that one day a week? They're not there. It's how are they? How do they really want to talk? How are they most productive? You know, is it video on camera on? Is it text message on? Is it, you know, some sort of WebRTC or Slack chat, you know? And I think finding those examples are, are where, you know, things are going to get really interesting um, and sort of finding ways to figure out what which customers fit which mold and how those fit together. So I mean, is that is that the future of how people stay connected? Is it is it that tapestry or is it? Yeah, is it no, absolutely. Um, and what we're seeing too is that you know traditional kind of silos are now kind of blending together. Um, and a good example is you know with our platform, you know it's a very UC first mentality. Um, but the platform also adds features like uh, contact center as a service and you know, around the call center. Mm-hmm. And what we're starting to see is that a lot of customers, you know, they would go to one vendor for their contact center and then one vendor for their UC um, and then a different vendor for their CPaaS, uh, which is the similar, if you're familiar with Twilio. Um, and what now we're starting to see is that you know, customers they have their internal communications, but they also have to communicate with their, you know, the, their actual customers. And so mm. when you're thinking about from a holistic point of view, how does this all work? Um, the UCAS market is really interesting um, because, you know, we really talk about internal communications amongst, you know, making sure that your, your customer, or sorry, your employees are able to talk to each other. Uh, but now your employees, you know, don't just talk to each other, but they have to talk to their customers. Um, and we're seeing that like in the contact center space that people no longer want these big warehouses where there's 200 people in a warehouse, you know, taking calls as fast mm. as possible. And, you know, in that contact, contact center space, we're starting to see that people are, you know, looking to have a distributed model also so that you can quickly spin someone up. And, you know, if they're in the middle of the country, um, work remotely, uh, you know, they can just download an application onto the computer and start making calls. They don't have to be in the warehouse. And then, you know, you have chat that you can start talking to each other. Um, and then you also have, you know, videos that you can jump on with your manager if you need to talk to them about a certain client or a certain issues and stuff. Um, and this is where it's getting exciting because it, it's almost like all these different giant verticals in the past are now kind of collaborating or colliding on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the, the companies that are doing really well are the ones that you mentioned this earlier, that can provision the systems quickly, um, mm-hmm. get them up and running and then customize it based on the workflow that they need to, you know, best communicate with their customers, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if there's a vision of the, that captures the shift in working more than your gray box in a, uh, industrial site in America that we used to be full of 200 contact center workers suddenly being broken up and having them spread all over the country. I think that's a pretty uh, iconic <laughs> iconic vision that we'll keep with us in terms of how has working changed. Um, so I guess, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of sort of working our way through this topic. Are there any other sort of thoughts you want to 
added on the market or or changes we've been seeing? I think the my only other thought is, um, you know, the market's evolving pretty quickly, and a lot of times, you know, we've been hearing the you know voices complicated, voices tricky, you know, and a lot of service providers try to stay away from voice for one reason or another. Um, I think that's a you know that's a disservice to your customers um, if you're trying to stay away from the voice aspect because it's so important for your customers to communicate um, and they don't want a one-size-fits-all model anymore. Uh, they're looking for service providers that can come in and provide a solution, not just a typical phone system. Um, and I, I think, you know, I can give you a million different references from our service providers that you know, now lead with voice mm -hmm. because it's so important during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I, I would say the one thing just to kind of leave off is, you know, if you don't have a, a strong voice and, you know, communication solution, um, you really need to get one uh, based on, you know, where the pandemic's going. And I, I think working from home and working remotely is not going to change, you know, once vaccinations are, you know, like, given out. Um, I think it's going to be here for a while. Um, and I think a lot of companies are now starting to turn to this hybrid model of, you know, partly working from the office and partly working remotely. Um, and so, you know, based on that, service providers really need to make sure that they have a solution that can scale and, you know, is distributed based on what their customers are looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the idea that everyone's going to rush back to their offices after months of enjoying working from home and being able to cook for themselves at lunch is, a, is, a, is an interesting question. I think we'll just have to see, even with all the vaccinations that have been going on, how quickly that trend works back. And it is true that no matter how much you text or email someone, you cannot get the same connection as you can by just simply picking up the phone and having a conversation. Oh, absolutely. And I 100% agree with you. And I think, um, you know, one of the you know, the pandemic's been awful and, you know, we uh, obviously our hearts are out for everybody who's been suffering during it. Um, yeah. But, you know, the silver lining is, you know, there's been some really interesting technologies that have, you know, emerged. And I think, you know, the evolution of, you know, tr the traditional working firm in an office, you know, it's, it's now being forced on us to evolve. Um, and I think in some ways that it's good. You know, like I personally, I like work, waking up and pouring my coffee and starting to work versus having to, you know, get ready for the office and then commute into the office and then waste all that time commuting. And so I enjoy actually working remotely. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see, you know, where the industry goes in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think like just as we didn't really predict this was going to happen, I don't think we could really necessarily predict what is going to happen. Uh, though, of course, I'm an analyst, so that is part of my job. And, you know, I think that, as I said before, I think that homeworking is one of those things that is at least here to stay more than it was. Because, as you say, some personalities and people, they just really enjoy it more than they enjoy the commute. And if it lets them live in the countryside and do the job that they used to have to live in the city to do, then that's a whole other, a whole other type of lifestyle that you're enabling. And it is enabled ultimately by good communications, you know, good calling, good voice, good video. Um, and technology like yours. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing is that no one knows exactly where the future is going to end up. Um, and so we, you know, our goal and as a company is we just try to give the service providers and resellers uh, the technology that's malleable, uh, that no matter where mm -hmm. the industry ends up in a couple of years, 
the technology can support it. So, you know, we're there for if customers and, you know, we'll always have a distributed team or if they all go back to the office, you know, and I think that's the key is just making sure you have a flexible enough platform uh, that can kind of evolve based on where work is going. Mm. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you, Patrick, for coming to speak to us. Um, of course, this has been a really enlightening session, and I'm sure that all of our listeners are going to be really interested in having heard your thoughts. Just to remind everyone, we have our event coming up on the 17th and 18th of March, which is the virtual version of the CloudCom Summit in London. Uh, so come along and hear more discussions like this from Cavell and other sort of industry-leading experts um, like Patrick. So if you've liked this, please do come along. And of course, please check, check out 2600 Hertz and their website um, if you're interested in, in UC, which you are because you've just listened to 18 minutes of a podcast about UC. So um, check out the website, have a look, um, you know, and I'm sure you can get in touch with us or with them if you've got more questions about what the future is going to bring to this industry. Finbar, I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. And I can't wait for your conference. Fantastic. Well, see you there at least <laughs> on a camera, maybe. Virtually see you there. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>